you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. Take me to the king. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Kelly Richardson Lawson. I'm a mother, a wife, and an entrepreneur. I started the Sunrise Project after our beautiful teenage son attempted to take his own life. Truth is, I'm tired. My husband and I felt despair, isolation, and immeasurable pain. I knew in my heart we needed a place for Black parents to share their struggles, find mutual support, and help our beloved children who struggle with mental wellness, addiction, or both. Each weekly podcast features an expert who shares their knowledge and takes questions from parents and children. Take me to the king. I don't have much to the Sunrise Project allows Black families, like ours, to find comfort in knowing that we are not alone. While the purpose of the Sunrise Project is to share, support, and uplift, this conversation is not a substitute for medical advice. Finding the right healthcare professional for your family's specific needs is crucial. If you do not feel seen or heard, you should speak to more than one professional to find the right fit. Good morning, everyone, and welcome again to our Sunrise Project call. As always, I'm so happy that you are all here with us today as we find a moment of solace and peace and compassion as we work to create joy and love for ourselves, our families, and our children. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. This morning, I am smiling because I am so excited to have with us a dear sister friend, Sherry Riley. Sherry has been working tirelessly to help change people's lives for years, starting with the work she did in the music industry, which is where we met, gosh, over 25 years ago. Um, Sherry began her career actually working in Cleveland and uh, subsequently worked at LaFace Records and built the careers and the, the brands of people like Usher and so many more. Sherry has worked at Converse and Warner Media, and now probably the most important job and work she does is really helping to coach people and help people create peace. She has written an incredible award-winning book called Exponential Living, Stop Spending 100% of Your Time on 10% of Who You Are. Um, and she helps people like all of us 
work through these nine principles that are in this book so we can all create uh, the lives that we want to, to live. I am so delighted that Sherry is here with us this morning, and I just want to share, I have been listening to her book, and she opens the book. The first sentence of the book says, you are my sunshine and the overflow of my prayers, and that's dedicated to her daughter. So just want to say thank you for your incredible book, your incredible words. I believe God puts people in people's lives for a reason, and I know that's the reason, I know one of the reasons you're uh, in my life is to help me and to help our village um, with learning uh, to live exponentially, as you put it. So I'm excited you're here. Thank you for being here. I'll turn it over to you now. Ah, thank um, you, Kelly. Sherry Riley. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. It, it is my purpose and my pleasure to be of service to this amazing community. And the reason I say amazing is because when you literally have to absolutely shift your paradigm, when you have one way of being and thinking and life comes in and demands that you shift your entire paradigm. And that's what all of us have done in some capacity. We've had to change and shift our paradigm and how God walked me through that. And, and, and what I wanna do is I'm a woman of faith. I don't put my faith on anyone but I do speak freely about my faith. Um, and so what I wanted to do today is I wanted to share just some very top end nuggets that God had dropped in my spirit. And then I wanted to make sure that we have what I call an exponential conversation. And that means I want to be of service to you all. What I know as a speaker is when I get on that stage, my goal is to make sure what I don't want to say interferes with what the audience needs to hear. But I'm still speaking and hoping that it lands somewhere. What I love about this kind of engagement is I don't have to hope. I want you to know that I'm here and I want to hear what you need. So whenever you want, interrupt me and say, okay, hold on. What you just said, can we go a little deeper? Um, because this really is an exponential conversation. This is really all of us getting up early because there's something we want to receive. The most valuable asset that we have is our time. We can't manage time. You know how people say, oh, I'm a deal in time management. We can't manage time. Management means you could stop it or reverse it. All we can do is allocate our time. And so when someone gives me an hour of their time, it is my sole responsibility to make sure that they leave with, an ask, with a return on that investment. So this hour is about you and what you need. So please, at any time, I'm gonna share some nuggets, but again, Kelly is looking, raise your hand, because this is 100% about you. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. So just to share a little bit, Kelly um, shared the title of my book, Exponential Living. The subtitle is Stop Spending 100% of Your Time on 10% of Who You Are. 
And the first thing that I want to do is share with you guys how I got to this idea of exponential living and then give you a little definition around what that is. So back in December of 2012, I lost everything. I lost my father. I was born on my dad's birthday. I am a daddy's girl. If you opened up the dictionary and looked in the definition of daddy's girl, it would be me and my dad. My dad um, passed. About four months later, my marriage completely was severed. Um, my husband and I separated. My oldest daughter, who is my bonus daughter, our relationship had reached the point of just being really severed. And my company, because I owned a strategic consulting firm, Glue, for 17 years. So when I resigned from LaFace, I started this uh, strategic consulting firm. Our clients were who Kelly had mentioned, Warner Media, Converse, Nike, Coca-Cola. I mean, we had built a phenomenal brand and basically at no fault of mine. At the time, I didn't know that. Um, but the company basically pretty much ended. And so I lost my business my marriage, my father, and I literally was homeless. Um, all of this happened pretty instantly. I was literally on my way. I was driving to a speaking engagement and that Shanti Das, Shanti had asked me to speak on a panel. I was driving to her panel and all of this hit at the same time. And I called Shanti and I said, I can't come. I had never, ever, ever not showed up. And from that, I was sitting in a Wendy's parking lot and I had nowhere to go. And I asked her, could I just, me and my daughter, just come and stay in her spare bedroom? Because I had nowhere to go. Um, because, oh, in the midst of this, my husband and I were actually moving. Uh, we were transitioning. So we had just moved into a home that we was renting. Um, and so I literally, all my stuff was between where we were moving and moving into this home. So literally, I had nowhere to go. I ended up spending a year in between Shanti's spare bedroom and hotels, my daughter and I. Um, my husband and my oldest daughter moved in with his parents. And so in this year, I'm homeless. I had built a multi-million dollar business that I did not have. My father, who was my rock, my mother is still alive, praise God, was no longer here. Um, and I, I was embarrassed, I was broken. How in the world? could I be here? But it was the absolute best place because it was ordained. It was where God needed me because in that broken place is where God released what he truly had. So when I speak about a paradigm shift, what I mean is when your life in your mind is set to go one way and God says, I got you here because I needed to get you there. And I know all of us, mine was, that was my brokenness. Everyone else, there's been something through family and friends, very close, that has shifted that paradigm for you. And so in that broken place is when God released exponential living. So I would leave Shanti's, and I'm going to kind of jump a little bit, but I would leave Shanti's spare bedroom. And there was 12 people that God had placed on my spirit. And I called each of them and I invited them to come and join me during a mastermind. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was obedient. Let me say that again. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was obedient. And I want you to write down the word obedience. 
Because when you don't know, I am not going to cry. When you don't know what you are supposed to do, you absolutely know the only thing to do. And that is to be obedient to what God is placing in your spirit, even when it doesn't make sense. And so I was obedient. And so I asked 12 people to join me in a mastermind, had no idea what I was doing. And I asked them, how crazy is this? I asked these very successful, very busy, very committed, very much calendars full people to spend 13 weeks every Saturday <laughs> in the summer coming to a mastermind that I didn't even know what we were doing. Wow. And a mastermind is basically when like-minded people come together in mm -hmm. order to do a greater good, right? So you can read a book and have a great understanding, or you can read a book and mastermind with others and get a greater understanding. Mm -hmm. And so for 13 weeks in the summer, these 12 people showed up. We did it at the city library. I would literally pull in the, live, the parking lot at 10 o'clock. I would cry because I was so broken. I had no idea how could I serve. I'm broken. I'm, I'm literally broken. And I would go in and God would show up every single Saturday. No one knew I was homeless. No one. There was three people that knew. My mother, my in-laws, and Shanti. That was it. I still functioned <laughs> as if life was still the way it was. That is where exponential living was birthed. What I always want to leave people with is what we define as broken, honestly, is when God does his greatest work. Because to this day, those 12 people, if you talk to them, they will tell you that was the greatest moment in their life. I just saw one of them last weekend who literally had divorced two sons that were autistic and was at her most broken place. Her sons are prospering now. She is remarried and she absolutely accounts all of that to the moment that she came into that mastermind. So when we are at our most broken places, obedience, 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 but we have to be able to get into a place to receive. So exponential living, the definition of exponential living is a lifestyle of pursuing peace, choosing clarity, and living courageously. Exponential living is a lifestyle of pursuing peace, choosing clarity, and living courageously. Now, let me go a little bit deeper. When we are at our highest highs, when we are at our lowest lows, when we are at our most financially successful moments, and when we are broke and broken, what I have learned to be true is the only thing that matters is peace. Because I have literally been at the highest highs. As Kelly referenced, I have literally worked and built the brands of some of the most successful recording artists, some of the most powerful companies, some of the most influential people. I have rode on private planes. I have traveled the world. I have also been homeless. And in both of those realities, the only thing I truly needed was peace. No amount of money could give me peace and no amount of brokenness could take away my peace. Peace is the most powerful possession we get to choose. And it is a choice. 
So the first thing in exponential living is pursuing peace because peace is not a destination. It's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. It's a commitment. It means that no matter what's going on outside of you, you get to choose peace. And when I was first going through this process of getting to this definition of exponential living, my one, another sore of mine, a good friend of mine, I asked her, would she be my vision partner? And specifically what I needed for a year was she commit every Friday from seven to eight to help me flesh out this vision. And so the definition of exponential living started as about four pages. It was like a PhD dissertation. Through this year, <laughs> we ended up, I got it down to a paragraph. And I literally said to her, you know, exponential living is pursuing peace. And she stopped me. She said, Sherry, let me stop you there. She's like, I read what you sent me. She said, but I have one issue. I have an issue with that word peace because it doesn't exist. She was like, I live in New York. When you get in a yellow taxi cab, advertisements start. If you're trying to pump your gas, commercials start. Like there is no place of peace anymore. And immediately I shared with her the story of Jesus when he was in the boat with the disciples. And when he was in this boat, he was asleep. The disciples were awake and this huge storm, I mean, like the storm, God bless Kentucky, that just went through Kentucky, the tornado. I'm from Kentucky. My family is safe. Praise God. Um, but it was a huge storm on the ocean. The waves are blowing. The water is flowing. And the disciples are like, we're going to die. We're going to die. Like, <laughs> we are going to die. And they look over and they look over at God and Jesus is asleep. And they're like, oh my God, do you not see? We are going to die. Do you not feel these waves? Do you not see this storm? How can you sleep? We need help. And Jesus wakes up and he says, peace be still. And what that story gives us is peace is always available. It is our decision to call it into action. So regardless of your storm, regardless of your struggle, regardless of your challenge, honestly, regardless of your success, you get to declare and you get to call peace into activation in your life. And when you own your peace, you automatically get clarity. I'm going to say that again. When you own your peace, you automatically get clarity. It is a guarantee. And when you bring peace and clarity together, you will always have courage. Peace and clarity together will give you the courage to say no or say yes. It'll give you the courage to step away or be even more gauged. It will give you the courage to trust the purpose for your son and daughter's lives when you are absolutely afraid because they're not under your roof. Peace and clarity will give you the courage to get up at six, seven, eight, nine, whatever time zone you're in and spend an hour when all you want to do is cry, give up and turn it all over. And it's not the positive turnover. Peace and clarity will give you the courage to have just a little more courage than fear. Let me say that again. I want somebody to write this down. Peace and clarity will give you just a little more courage than your fear. So the definition of exponential living is a lifestyle of pursuing peace, choosing clarity, and living courageously. Now, 
When we get into that absolute commitment of peace, clarity, and courage. And again, I'm a woman of faith. I believe in giving real tangible tools. I don't want to leave this hour and you don't have something tangible. So I'm going to give you three Bible verses that I use that allow me to live in that place of peace. And that first Bible verse is Psalms 37, four and five. Delight thyself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 37, four and five. For clarity, Proverbs three and five. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Clarity, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. And if you wanna go on to six, it's acknowledge him in all thy ways and he will direct thy path. And then, Joshua 1 and 9, for courage. Have I not commanded you to be strong and very courageous? Do not be dis uh, afraid and do not be dismayed, for I am with you wherever you go. And sometimes we have to declare that over our children. Have I not commanded you? When God says, have I not commanded you? I think he's telling us, I need you to do this, <laughs> right? Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed for I am with you wherever you go. Peace, clarity, and courage. I want you to see, y'all know when you put your hands up like this and you can't really see the full hands, right? That is the universal sign for three things. This right here is the universal sign for surrender, right? You know, when you like, I'm done, I'm done. So I want each of you, I want you to take time today. Usually I have people do this in the moment, but I want y'all to spend time with this today. I want you to think of what is one thing, one thing that you absolutely need to surrender. You're done with it. You know you're done with it. It may be a person. It may be a mindset. It may be a place you keep going. And every time you go, it's absolute hell as you're driving and parking. It may be a conversation that you've been having over and over. And you know this conversation is death to your soul and it is killing your spirit. What is that one thing that you are done with that you need to surrender so before the clock strikes midnight tonight, I want you to speak that thing to God. I want you to surrender it to him. Just give it to him. Be done with it. The second thing, what do you need to think about and declare that you need to have gratitude for? That you need to just, you need to truly, and I'm going to say this word and I mean it, you need to truly own the joy in this place and space. It may be a place that your child has reached that you've been praying for. It may be a mindset that you finally own. It may be them 10 pounds you've been trying to lose. <laughs> but you need to just say thank you to you. Just thank you to you. You need to show yourself some gratitude because you're still here. You're still swinging. You're still in the game. And the third thing, there is something in your life that you have prayed for, fasted for, you have asked, you have worked, you have struggled, you have sacrificed, you've been obedient. It has come and guess what? You just checked it off the list and kept on going. What do you need to celebrate the victory 
the victory. So three things. What do you need to surrender that you are absolutely done with? What do you need to thank yourself for and just give yourself some gratitude? And then what do you need to celebrate? It is an absolute victory. Now, we know that we haven't accomplished everything we want. We know there's some areas of our lives that are still jacked up, but I want you to write this down. Never let the desire for what you want to achieve rob you of the joy of what you've already accomplished. I'm gonna say it again. Never let the desire for what you want to achieve to rob you of the joy of what you've already accomplished. There are some victories that you absolutely need to celebrate. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. I got a couple more nuggets I want to share, and then we're going to open this up because I really want to engage with you. I really want to pour into specifically you and what you need. So there's this reality, and there's just two, two nuggets I want to leave you with in addition to hopefully the ones you've already got. <laughs> but there's two nuggets that I want to leave you with as it relates to exponential living. And the first one is, I want us to absolutely own our superwoman cape. I think our superwoman cape has gotten a bad rap, right? I, you know, we, we cause w- as women, we have so much going on. And then we talk about, you know, it's time to take the superwoman cape off and I'm not gonna have my superwoman cape anymore. And, 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 and believe you me, I, I had moments with that. I mean, Kelly, if we talked about Kelly's schedule, she's already put in a four days work today. I'm literally, my baby's 15th birthday is tomorrow. I've got kids upstairs. My daughter's cooking breakfast, which, you know, I need to go and, you know, let, let her do all of that. Then we, we, we got a whole bunch going on, right? And so that superwoman cape gets heavy. But here's what I believe about the superwoman cape. I believe the superwoman cape has gotten a bad rap. We need to redefine how we look at our superwoman cape because I believe we just have the superwoman cape on and it gets heavier and heavier and heavier instead of identifying that our superwoman cape is multi-purpose. It's multi-purpose. So here's what I believe about the superwoman cape. When you understand that it's multi-purpose, you will definitely have it on and know that it is your power to fly over all the BS. You know that it is your power to flap your wings and get stuff done, right? But that superwoman cape is also something that we need to take off, wrap it around us and take a nap. Mm. That superwoman cape is your blanket. It is the thing that can cuddle you when it's time to say no. And no is a complete sentence. Mm. When it's time to say no and take a nap, take that superwoman cape off, wrap it around you, cuddle up in it, and get you some good needed rest. That superwoman cape is also something we take off 
wrap it around our head and it serves as the crown for the queen that we are. Because sometimes we don't need to show up based on what we do. We need to just be the queens that we are. Sometimes when you put that superwoman cape on and recognize it's your crown, it will release you from what you think you have to do. And it will empower you to sit in the rightful seat of the queen you are. It will allow you and empower you to understand your word is all you need to bring. It will allow you to speak with the authority in the spirit realm to every demonic force that is trying to attack your family. It will allow you to speak in authority to any and everyone around you that you are gonna declare will protect your child even when you don't know where your child is. When you own, take that cape off, wrap it around, put your crown on and sit in authority, it will allow you to be strategic in your thinking because you will know that what you know sometimes is way more powerful than anyone that's trying to oppose you. So when we own our superwoman cape is multi-purpose, that's when we get our power. And the last nugget, the last nugget that I wanna leave is I genuinely want us to understand the power and being overwhelmed. I need us to absolutely understand the power in being overwhelmed. My favorite book says that he will open up a window and pour out a blessing you don't have room enough to receive. Did y'all hear that? I will open up a window and pour out a blessing that you do not have room enough to receive. Isn't that what we're praying for? Yes. My favorite book says, I will do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. God is telling us that his way of blessing us is in abundance. So when we feel overwhelmed, many times, if we really stop, the overwhelm is because we are living in overflow, that we are in experiencing the window being open and blessings pouring on us, we don't have room enough to receive. Because if I had you sat down and wrote on the left side of a piece of paper, all of the struggles in your life right now, and those will probably be some big items. But if I had you on the left side of the paper, write all your struggles. And if I then said, okay, on the right side of the paper, I need you to write down every single blessing in your life every single good thing in your life, every single thing you're grateful for, I believe that the left side list is eventually gonna end. And I believe the right side list, you're gonna eventually have to stop because you're gonna get tired of writing. Basically, your struggles, as big as they may be, are never greater than all of your blessings, all of your victories, all of the things you could celebrate. And so when we leave and live in a season of abundance, it's going to feel like overwhelm. And so what I want you to do when you're getting into that place where there's so many things coming at you, I want you to envision this right here is a saucer and sitting on this saucer is a cup, right? And what happens is many times we are serving from our fumes, not from our overflow. Mm, did y'all hear that? We are serving from our fumes and not from our overflow. So when you envision this saucer and there's a cup on this saucer, 
And what God is saying, when he opens up a window and pours out a blessing, we don't have room enough to receive. He's saying he's pouring. So imagine water coming into this cup and the cup raises up, the water raises up till it starts pouring over the rim. And then the water keeps pouring because God says he opens up a window and pours out and we, we don't have room enough to receive. So your cup is full. And so then the cup, the water starts running over the edge of the saucer because God is pouring. What we do is we ask God to stop. I need to hold it all in my cup. That ain't how God works. And so he's flowing. And imagine this water, visualize the water is pouring over the edge of the rim of the cup. Here is where we're supposed to serve. We're supposed to serve from the overflow. The struggle is, ladies, we are trying to serve from an empty cup. And when you serve from an empty cup, it causes you to have a whole lot of resentment. And that resentment is what we then try to work through. Instead of serving from the overflow. And when we serve from the overflow, we are full and everyone gets the best of us. When you serve from an empty cup, you're not giving the best to your children. You're not giving your best to your spouse. You're not giving your best to your colleagues because you are serving from your fumes. When you serve from the overflow, everybody is enriched. But how do we get to the overflow? And that's the multi-million dollar question. That is your homework assignment. What do you need to do on a regular basis to fill your cup? I'm not talking about that annual vacation that you've been saving up for for 15 years. I'm not talking about that $1,500 spa day that you've been wishing for. I'm talking about on a daily basis, how do you fill your cup? One of my clients said, Sherry, if I could just have 30 minutes to myself every night, that's all I need. She has a husband, two kids. One of her, um, her one of her children has a um, physical, um, lifelong physical challenge that she'll always have, and so there's a, a heaviness. Um, and she's a working, you know, has a full time work at all of that. And so she said, if I could just get thirty minutes where nobody needs me, or if they need me, I don't care. I need thirty minutes. And so from now, what we established is from nine to nine thirty. That was her time. She go in her bedroom and she set the parameters. I don't care if the house is burning down, I'll smell it. Don't knock on my door, <laughs> right? You know, people say, don't come and get me unless the house is burning down. She's like, uh-uh, I'll smell it. Don't even come and knock on the door. I'll get out on my own. She got those 30 minutes and it was a struggle. She was like, what if this, they need this, they need that. She allowed them to give her that 30 minutes. And so about six months into it, she called me and she was like, Sherry, thank you. Um, because I, this is me pouring into my cup. She's like, I come out, I'm making love to my husband now. I'm happier with these kids. I'm excited about work because she's filling her cup. And so one day, the day she called me the night before she opened the door and her son was sitting at the door and she was like, what, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I was just waiting for your, for nine 30. Cause I just needed some help on my homework. <laughs> I promise you when you determine what you're what fills your cup, everyone around you will join you in helping you fill your cup. So yeah. I want to open it up here. So Kelly, whatever questions we have, whatever comments, insight, please. And, and let me just say this before I turn it over to Kelly. I want you to know that the first way you can fill your cup is to take advantage of 
whatever questions or comments that you want to give or share in this moment. Mm -hmm. Because right now, again, is 100% about you. And so many of us go through our day-to-day serving everyone else, and it's never about us. I want you to feel what it's like to know that this hour is 100% about you. Perfect. Oh, I love that. So I can't thank you enough. You've dropped so many amazing gems on us. And uh, I wrote them all down. Um, <laughs> so appreciate you. And yes, the um, you know, people are asking, how do we do that? Like, and you just gave some great examples. There are a couple of people with their hands up. Thank you, Kelly. And thank you, Sherry, for all of the wonderful nuggets that you shared. But let me ask you something. Can you comment on how important knowing what your love language is towards fulfilling the goals that you spoke about? Because I know that my love language is service, but unfortunately everyone else knows that too. So sometimes I want to turn off the service button, but I realize that's where I get my most fulfillment and I feel the happiest and my life makes sense when I'm in that place but I, I need to understand how to set boundaries. So can you speak to that, please? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Look, I I could speak on this for 15 days because it's literally my truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I am uh, my, so I would say, yes, knowing your love language, I think is an asset. I I'm a personal development advocate. So I believe in any and everything that gives you a deeper understanding of yourself. And a component of that is also what's called a DISC assessment that allows you to see, in addition to your love language, it allows you to see your behavioral tendency. And my behavioral tendency is that of an S or what I call a grounds crew. And like you, where I get fulfilled is in service. Um, And yes, people know that about me, right? But that's where I get my fulfillment. But what I realized is literally what I just shared with you is, but I'm supposed to serve for my overflow and not for my fumes. Also, I had to recognize when my service was a handicap to someone else, no matter how much I wanted to be to serve them because it fulfilled me, I was absolutely a crutch and a handicap for someone else's growth. And so one day God had to smack me in the forehead and just say to me, Sherry, you are not God. You are not God and you are in the way of what I'm supposed to do. It's very much God that my oldest daughter called me because for two years, I literally had to not serve her and it broke my heart, but I had to be obedient. Remember, we started with that word obedience and what happened in those two years that I had to step away. I had to have that paradigm shift. She learned her own relationship with God. She learned the power in her own works and she became confident that she could accomplish. But if I had not stepped away, she would have never learned. And out of that, a child who was no way mature enough to go to college ended up two years later, not only going to college, she's in her second year at the New York Conservatory for Drama and Arts, but through her work, she's paid for it 100% through scholarships, through working, through grants. She's at the top of her class. So when we are trying to learn how to serve and be of service to others, but not at our detriment, we have to one, recognize we're serving from our overflow, 
but also we have to be in tuned enough to know, is my service required? So I would advise you whenever, and, and we'll feel that tug, is my service required? And here's the third thing, when it's not required, and like you said, you need that, that is your love language. I would highly recommend that's when you start pouring into you. Because a lot of times, and hear me on this, actually, can I love on you hard for just a moment? I want to love on you hard for just a moment. So I gotta, I'm asking your permission. Can I? Yeah, thank you. Okay. A lot of times when we convince ourselves, as you and I have done, that people need our service and that is how we get fulfilled. 90% of the time we are correct, but there is that 10% that what we are doing is not required, but it's what we need to feed our ego. I receive that. Yeah. I receive that. It's more about our ego and our pride than it is about the service. Amen. I receive that. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you your so question. Much. So true. And that, another question, just on what you just said, um, how... Do you step away? You mentioned stepping away for two years. What exactly did that look like? Uh, with my daughter? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to try to tell this in five minutes or less. So my oldest daughter is my bonus daughter. Um, when my husband and I met, um, she was uh, four years old and she came to live with us full time when she was in sixth grade. Um, but from the time she was four, um, I, I took on the role of mother. Um, and so in that place and space, there was a lot of resentment with her because the things I was doing, she wanted from her mom. And, and so there was that tension. And so there was a lot of through obedience that God called of me to do to pour into this child because she was broken to pour into her private school teaching and training and leading her into a relationship with Christ, growing and developing who she was as a human, as a person, all of these things. And then when she turned 18, uh, God said to me, your job is done because our relationship was very superficial. On the surface, it looked amazing. I was the perfect bonus mom. We had the perfect relationship, but it was all surface. It was very, very broken because there was a lot of resentment. She wanted this from her mom, not from me, which I understood logically, but it hurt. And so when God said to me at 18, you did everything I called you to do. Yeah. Now you got to get out of the way. Yeah. Mm. And so I knew um, I took a stance uh, with my husband that she could not live in our home. She had to, she was not ready for college. Mm -hmm. um, and in that place, stepping back, God said, if you can trust me, mm. I will give you the honest relationship you desire. Now, in my mind, I thought that would be at 27. Because, you know, right. we don't, right. we don't right. get a clue till we 27. We right. know it all, but we don't know anything until 27. Right. Um, and so during that two years, I was cordial. I would say hello, but I did not talk to my daughter. Um, even when she was in our home, I did not support financially. Or we did not support her financially. And the interesting thing is it was about six months before my husband or my in-laws even recognized it. Wow. That's how much God covered this yeah. thing. And so in that stepping back, it was financial. It was mm -hmm. my husband. And here's the other side of it. 
the relationship I had been working with my daughter also interfered with my husband's relationship with his daughter because I was doing so much of it that during these two years of me stepping back, they had to develop their relationship, right? Because it was no longer me and her talking because I wasn't speaking anymore. So they had to talk. It was no longer her calling me for the answers and support because I wasn't talking. They had to work out. So they began, God began to work out their relationship. And so in that two years, she went from volunteering at a church to working part-time at the church to becoming the head of the music ministry at the church Mm -hmm. and the executive assistant for the middle school pastor. She moved into a townhome about 10 minutes from us. She learned how to pay her rent, pay her bills, work out agreements with roommates, roommates leaving and coming. She, she learned how, she learned how to be an adult. She learned her confidence in her. She developed the relationship with her father. And then two years into that, she called me one day and I'll never forget the conversation. She said, mom, I get it. I get it. And everything I needed to hear for 21 years from my daughter, I heard in that conversation Mm. and our relationship now is healed. It's whole and it is rich. So when I stepped away, what in that you got to seek God for what that looks like for you and your relationship, because here's the thing. I would have never been able to step away the way I did if it had not been what God told me to do. So don't use my story as the example, use it as the inspiration, because the only example is I was obedient to God. The inspiration is through peace, clarity, and courage. I was able to be obedient to God. Mm. So that's what I mean by stepping away. That's incredible. I think that when you opened up earlier and you talked about your uh, being obedient and when you said you had no idea what you were doing, I think we could all relate to that. We, most of us don't have any idea what we're doing with these challenges, but uh, your paradigm shift, what you talked about being obedient and working through your journey, even being homeless and no one knowing that, so powerful. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and I feel all of that as I'm going through the exact same thing, as you know, with our 19 year old, we're going through the same thing, letting him walk his journey, standing in faith over fear, it's really hard. At the same time, it's not when you really finally, finally submit, or as you said, surrender. Yes. That's the key. Um, so any other questions? I'm so blessed by everything that you said. Um, very um, inspired and also just just a, a rhema word, just confirmation of things that I know God has spoken to me since 2016. So I'm just so grateful to hear this today. And I almost didn't join because I'm like, I don't feel well, I'm sick. But um, you did answer my question because a lot of what I'm going through right now it's about setting boundaries. It's about codependent relationships and feeling the need to be the fixer and feeling the need to solve everything and um, not sometimes feeling that I want to say no because I kind of have felt like this is my purpose. My purpose right now is to be in this place so that I can help this one, this one, help this one with their dreams, help this one who's struggling. And in the meantime, everything's kind of come to a head. And this, in the last three weeks, 
I have not done the one thing that brings me peace, which is to walk every single day. No matter what is going on in my life, I make it a point to walk every single day. And I, I allowed everything that's going on to get me off track from that. And I'm just grateful today for so much, but that in particular is the go-do for me as soon as I get off of this call. So I wanna thank you for that. You know, as you were speaking, what God dropped in my spirit um, is the enemy knows, you know, he knows as much as to a certain extent, right? He knows this earthly realm. Yeah. Um, and so he knows how to kill, steal, and destroy when we give him that gateway. And so he knows that thing in us that, like you said, serving every, serving, serving. I got to serve. I want to be there. I want to help. And so that's why God's word is greater, right? He who is in me is greater than any of this. It's in the world. So when God, and let me just be real transparent. When I talk about exponential living is pursuing peace, choosing clarity and living courageously. Exponential living is pursuing peace. The real definition of exponential living is peace. Ephesians 2.14 says he is our peace. So when I say pursuing peace, I'm actually saying pursuing Jesus. Choosing clarity. The only clarity we get is through wisdom and the only wisdom comes from the word of God. And so when I talk about choosing clarity, I'm actually saying live, learn, and love the word of God. And when I say living courageously, courage only comes from power. And the only real power we have is the Holy Spirit. So the true definition of exponential living for the world, I say, pursuing peace, choosing clarity, and living courageously. Mm. The definition is pursue Jesus, yes. live, learn, and love the word of God, and allow the Holy Spirit to constantly be our power. When we in obedience absolutely understand that the enemy knows what our triggers are. And that's why when I spoke earlier about the, the pride and the ego, because what happens is the enemy taps into our gift, our, our purpose and our anointing. He only comes to kill, steal and destroy. Yes. And then he allows it to tap into our ego. That's why when God said to me, you are not God, you are not God. And everything you said, and as a woman of faith, everything you said was I, I, I. Yes. I need to help. I need to. And when God, because I was the same way. And when God said, listen to yourself, everything coming out of your mouth is I, I. He said, that's your ego. That's not me. You are yes. not God. Get out of the way. That's yeah. when I learned how to say no. Because I realized through discernment, this yes is about my ego, not about my service. Mm. This no is about God being God and not me being God. And when we own that truth, it allows us to be in our purpose and it allows us to live out God's plans. That's so a powerful. God said that's for you. <laughs> I received that. I fully received that. And glory to God. Amen. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Amazing. As always. Um, I know we could be here for hours. And um, 
I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love everything you said today. And most everybody is saying the same thing. Uh, so Sherry, thank you so much. I think your three focus areas that you talked about, exponential living, lifestyle of pursuing peace, choosing clarity and living courageously. So powerful. I would love to encourage everyone to purchase the book. It is fantastic. It's on Audible. It's everywhere books are sold. And I, I wrote down so many nuggets. I'm going to practice all of that today, at least maybe little pieces, starting with owning my superwoman cape. I think that is the first thing for me, at least personally today, but so many wonderful nuggets that you shared. So thank you so much. What a blessing to have you with us today. Thank you. Uh, and having your test turn into this testimony, what a powerful testimony for all of us. Um, really appreciate you. So I'm going to turn it over to Kelly Chapman, who will close us out in a prayer this morning. And thank you again so much. Father God, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We give all thanks and praise to you, O oh God. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God, you are the strength of my heart and my portion forever. We thank you for Sherry Riley today, Lord. We thank you for her humble spirit and her willingness to pour out her wisdom to us today. We thank you for giving her a heart to share authentically about her challenging experiences. But we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and those who are the called according to your purpose. And indeed, we thank you, God, that those whom you call, you also equip. We thank you that in emptying out her vessel, you made room to pour into her to an overflow, that her cup runneth over so that she could pour into us today. We thank you, Lord, for peace. We thank you, Lord, for clarity, because we learned today that both peace and clarity will give us just a little more courage than fear. And we know that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So we give thanks to you in advance for peace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Kelly and Sherry and everybody who's here today. Have a beautiful day, a beautiful week. I uh, appreciate you all and uh, take care. I'm Kelly Richardson Lawson, and you've been listening to the Sunrise Project podcast. You can follow Sunrise wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, open your podcast app and follow this show. Join us next week for another gathering of support. Thank you for listening. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental wellness challenges, contact your doctor, NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or both. You can reach NAMI's helpline at 800-950-6264, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or email at info at nami.org. Volunteers are working to answer questions, offer support, and provide practical next steps. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.